Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Nun Ches. We are holding on daf Nun Zayin Amud Beis. Three lines from the bottom of the page. Lema HaKafas Kalarosh Tanoihi. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children, and Lili Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by Sarah and Ari Barush in memory of Ari's grandmother, Mrs. Gladys Barush, Chana Tzirul Bas Yechil Michal, whose yard site is today, the Misham Shev We thank both sponsors very much for the sponsor. So what we're going to be discussing today is first the Gemara is going to have a suggestion that the, there's a machlokas tanayim about what the word rosho teaches me in the context of a mitzora. Once it tells me that a mitzora has to shave his entire body, why does the Torah also have to specify that he shaves rosho? So there's going to be machlokas tanayim, what the word rosho exactly is teaching me. So the Gemara is going to suggest, oh, that machlokas tanayim is really about, is fundamental fundamentally about whether akafa's kalarosh is shma akafa or lo shma akafa. Whether when one shaves their entire head, that's a violation of cutting off the payas. So then the Gemara is going to say, no, there are two other ways to explain what the Yisoda machlokas is between the two Tanayim who disagree as to what the word rosho teaches me with regard to mitzora. It does not necessarily have to be about whether akafa's kalarosh shma akafa. One of the suggestions is going to assume that akafa's kalarosh, according to everybody, is shma akafa. The other suggestion is going to assume that according to everybody, it's Loshma Hakafa. But the bottom line is that it's not necessarily the same Machlokas. And that leads us into a long discussion, which is really the only topic of today's daf until we get to the very end, of Asei Dochalos Asei. It leads us into a discussion of what the source is for Asei Dochalos Asei. Is it the cutting off of a Nazir's payas or a Mitzorah's payas that we learn Asei Dochalos Asei? Is it from, uh, from Shatnis by Tzitzis that we learn Asei Dochalos Asei? So we're going to talk about the source of do we have such a what do we do when it's an assay versus a losa Do we say that an assay is docha a losa all the time? Sometimes, uh, what are the various limudim for that? So that's going to take us through the majority of Ahmed Bays. At the end of Ahmed Bays, at the two dots, if we get to it today, the Gemara is going to talk a beginning discussion rather of the Isser of Layilbash Gever Simlas Isha. When it comes to shaving body hairs, because that's what we're talking about, we talk about it to Blachas Mitzora in general. Would that be a violation of Lo Yilbash Gever Simlas Isha that men are not supposed to do feminine uh, activities? So let's begin three lines at the bottom of the page. Andaf Nun Zayin Amid Beis. So says Gemara Lema Kavs Kalarosh Tanaihi. Maybe the issue of shaving one's whole head, including the payas, maybe that is whether that's a violation of cutting off the payas. Maybe that's a machlokas Tanaim. How's it a machlokas Tanaim? The Tan Rabbanon. We have a brisa that discusses the psukim about. Tiglachas Mitzorah. The Pesukim by Tiglachas Mitzorah tell us that that he shaves all of his hair and then it says Es Rosho Ve'es Sekano Ve'es Gabos Einav Ve'es Kol Sa'aro Yigalech So the Gemara is Midaik Wait a second Rosho Matam Lomar Why does the Pesuk have to tell me that he's Megalech his Rosh separately it already says Ve'es Kol Sa'aro Yigalech So obviously included in Kol Sa'aro is Rosho. So the Fishanamar, because the Pasuk says, Lo Sakifu Pa'as Roshchem, that all of Klal Yisrael is Nisra Vakavsa Rosh, which is uh, the Giluach of the uh, of the Pales. So Yachal Af Mitzorah came. So 
I might have thought that a Mitzorah also cannot cut off his payas, and the Pasuk of Yigalei called Sa'aro would refer to all the rest of his hair, but there are certain hairs that are untouchable. The payas, you're not allowed to touch. So I would have thought that the Pasuk Yigalei called Sa'aro does not include the payas, because generally every Jew has an Isra, every male Jew has an Isra to not cut off their payas, uh, their payas harosh. So I would assume it talks about the rest of the hairs. That's at least the way the Rush and the Me'iri understand the Gemara. That an Af Mitzorah Kane would mean that a Mitzorah, when he does his Giluach, would leave his payas intact and just do a Giluach. This is the Havamina, that he'd leave his payas intact and just do a Giluach on the rest of his hair. In the Shita Lechachme Ivra, he says uh, that, no, maybe it's talking about that, uh, that a Mitzorah's Megaleach called Saro if uh, prior to the Giluach his payas fell out on their own. And that's the only time you'd ever fulfill as Kol Saro. Not that you'd shave everything but the payas, but that uh, the only way you'd ever be able to fulfill is Kol Saro. The only thing the Pasuk is talking about is if somehow magically his payas fell out on their own, and then he was Megaleach, whatever hair he had left. Tosos and Daphne and Zayin and explain that uh, the Yochel Af Metzorah came, the Havamina is that you might think that Hakafas Kol Arosh that Hakafas Kol Arosh is not Hakafa and even a Metzorah should Dafka be Makiv Kol Roshu Bebas Achas, meaning that since Hakafas Kol Arosh is not Hakafa, since if you, you can shave off all the hair at one time, you got to do it at one time, and in that way you'll be able to be Mekayim the Pasuk by your Metzorah. When, uh, so that's why the Pasuk, so that's what it's coming to teach me, Rosho, to tell me that uh, even though Hakafas Kol Arosh is Aser, and uh, there's no mutter way to do it, so Mela, it's t- making an exception for a Metzorah. Okay, three different understandings of what the Hava Amina is, but without the word Rosho, I would have thought somehow you, the, the, even the Mitzorah has to fulfill the mitzvah of payas, has to make sure that he doesn't uh, cut off his payas. The Talmud Omar, Rosho. That's why it says Rosho separately to tell me that the Asay of Igaleach is Kol Sa'aro includes cutting off the payas, and therefore it's Doche, the Los Asay of Los Akifu. And therefore, this is a basis for the rest of Kol Kula, that Asay is Doche, Los Asay. The Rambam in the Pirish Mishnayis is not sure if the Taras HaMetzorah is knowing Bizman because maybe since you can't do the full Taras HaMetzorah Bizman because we can't bring Karbalos anymore Bizman maybe we would no longer say Asay Dochalos Asay meaning if part of the Taras HaMetzorah is that he shaves his payas off so what about a Metzorah Bizman there's no uh, Halacha that the person can't be a Metzorah Bizman as long as you have a Koyim Yuchus able to look and able to uh, diagnose and uh, able to tell him that yes the person is indeed a Mitzorah you can be a Mitzorah Bismanazah, but can you do Taras HaMitzorah without the Karbanos? So would you still do the Giluach if you don't have the Karbanos? So the Rambam in the Pirish Mishnayis in Mesechus Negoim is not sure about it, but in Mishnah Torah in Hilchus Saras in Perikiral Falachavav, he writes that Taras HaMitzorah is noeg, bein b'fneabayis bein shalob b'fneabayis so it makes it sound like he uh, he figured it out, and he was Mesupak in the Perish HaMishnah and then he figured it out later when he wrote the uh, Mishnah Torah. So the Klechemda and Parshish Kiseitze says, no, no, you cannot prove from the Ram of Mishnah Torah that he was poshate the Suffolk and he holds that even uh, a kiyum of a partial mitzvah saseh is dochalos saseh, meaning it's a, it's a more principled, general principle question. It's not only about Taras HaMetzorah, it's, it's about, in general, can a partial kiyum saseh be dochalos saseh as well? So there is a kiyum saseh of Taras HaMetzorah that involves giluach and karbanos, so if you only could do the giluach and not the karbanos, is that also dochalos 
of lo sakifu. So says Klechemda, it could be that uh, that even if uh, the a mitzvah b'smanazeh would do a giluach, you cannot be poshet the broader question of whether a partial kiyamasei is docha or lo because it could be dafka by this mitzvah that we don't have a base of mikdash. Whatever little bit we're able to to be mekayim is now considered the mitzvah b'shleimus. It's now considered the entire mitzvah, meaning whatever's left of the mitzvah is the mitzvah. But uh, the Orsameach writes that b'smanazeh mamish. It's not knowing for sure because uh, we don't have a coin miyuchas, so we don't know what. Uh, we also don't know what shnitolas is exactly. I mean, there are other other reasons that it's not going to happen that a person's going to be a diagnosed mitzora that we're then going to be able to be uh, to be matar properly. Now, what, so so this is uh, one brisa. So one brisa is telling us that the word rosho by mitzora is there to teach me the general principle of asay dochalos asay. It teaches it to me locally that uh, that that the asay of tiglachas mitzora is docha the los asay of cutting off your payas, and then we have that say is going to be docha a los say. The question is why? What is the svara that an assay should overpower a los say? So there are two fundamental shitos in Rishonim as to why it is that assay is docha los say. Rav Nisim says that a love is more chamor than an assay. It's just that we, we're, our understanding is that initially when Akhrush Barhu's mitzavah, a love, there's a tenai that whenever it gets in the way of an assay, then the law doesn't apply. So fundamentally, a love is really more chamer than an assay. A person violates a love, they did something much, much worse than not fulfilling a mitzvah's assay. But uh, we understand that built into every love is that it's conditional, that this love is only an iser, bimakom, that it doesn't uh, butt heads with a mitzvah's assay. The Ramban in this parish of the Torah writes, no, no, the onef, Onesh of a lav is more chamur than the onesh of an assay. If a person violates a lav, he gets malchus, as opposed to a bitl assay, there is no onesh. But a kiyum ha'asay is more chashuv than a lav, because a mitzvah ha'asay, the Ramban writes, is yisodo be'avas Hashem. A los ha'asay is yisodo be'yiras Hashem. When you have a sense of yiras Hashem, so you don't want to do the wrong thing, so you don't want, so that's a los ha'asay. An assay is an expression of avas Hashem. Avas Hashem is a more powerful uh, connection than Yiras Hashem. So that's why Asay is Dochalos Asay. Because uh, in a more broad perspective, an Asay is a reflection of a stronger Midah than a Los Asay. Now the question is, wait a second, how could it be that the paradigmatic example of Asay Dochalos Asay is going to be the Giluach of a Mitzorah cutting off his payas. The, uh, the, the mitzvah of the giluach is only fulfilled when he finishes the teglachas. So at the time that he does the initial hakafa, he has not really fulfilled the mitzvah of the giluach. And the Gemara Mishach Shabbos Kuflan Beis tells us that unless it's be'idna, unless at the very moment that you are being that you're being over the love, at that very moment you're already being mekayim say That luchor is not happening over here. A guy is cutting off his pay is harosh, so he violates the assay as soon as he cuts off a single pay, a single one of the sides of his head. He hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah until he's been megaleach everything, every hair on his head and on his body. So that's the kasha that uh, that a number of uh, the achronim uh, ask in the name of, uh, of some of the lesser known rishonim. The orchliner and yivamistaf hey asked this question, and what they suggest is that we're talking about a mitzvah that only has one pay. So at the end of the giluach of that pay, so he's he's 
Mamish is bi'idna, but that's quite an ukimta to make. That if that's the only time he's going to say, he shaves everything else on his body first. He happens to only have one paya. What is that? The other paya just fell out. He happens to only have one paya. So and he leaves that for last. He saves that for last. And only then is he, uh, is he, is he uh, in violation of the law. The Orkliner says, no, it's called man that he's still being osik b'giluach, even though he has not yet completed the giluach. And granted, the mitzvah's giluach is only when you complete the giluach, but it's considered one long action. And that's enough to be considered be'idna. As long as he's still engaged in the giluach, he doesn't take a break in the middle, so then it's still considered one long, uh, one long action. Min in mitzvah reishonal, he says that if it's e'efshar be'idnyan acher, then the assay is doche even when it's not be'idna. Be'idna is when it's possible, but it's not always possible to do it be'idna. So when it's not possible, then even when it's not be'idna, the assay is going to be doche the, uh, the, the low sassay. The other problem is, well, wait a second. Normally, a person doesn't give himself a haircut. Someone else is giving him the haircut. Why is the makif allowed to violate the uh, the, assay, the and, and we know when it comes to cutting off payas, echad makif, echad nikif, they both have a low sassay. Why is the makif allowed to violate a low sassay? He's not being mekayim, any mitzvah sassay. The mitzvah giloch mitzvah is on the mitzvah. It's not on the makif. It's not on the person giving the mitzvah the haircut. Uh, after all, we said uh, by makifes hakatan, you're going to be chayiv. Why? Because it doesn't matter whether the other person has an iser or not. You're not allowed to cut off someone's uh, someone's payas. So why should a makif of mitzora be any different than a makif of a uh, of a katan? So you can't say that the lav of the makif is nitcha from the assay of the mitzora, that his mitzvah assay is going to be docha my lav of cutting off his payas, because we know that's not true. Tosas and Mesechas Gittin writes on Daf Memal, if it's also Tosas Mesechas that the iser love of one person is not going to be nidcha from the assay of a uh, of a second person. Tosus discusses in the context of uh, of, of Puravu, that if a person has an iser to uh, to be married, so one person's uh, you know it could be that the uh, that, that a person's mitzvah sasei of Puravu is going to be docha their low sasei of being with uh, with their wife. Tosus discusses about chatsi evin v'chatsi ben chorin. Why is it that chatsi evin is such a problem that the Gemara says that the Mishnayis say that Meshavim uh, Vesil were struggling with how, how can this person ever get married because uh, Lisa Shivcha Eino Yachol he can't marry Shivcha because he's a Chatsi Yisrael Lisa Baschor Eino Yachol because he's a Chatsi Evet so Tos struggles with well why not say that uh, his Chatsi Yisrael is allowed to marry uh, he's, he's allowed to marry uh, Shivcha because he's a mitzvah of uh, Puravu so Tos discusses yeah that, that works for him but she doesn't have a mitzvah puravu, so uh, so it doesn't work. It doesn't work for her. So you see, the assumption is that someone else's assay is not going to be docha my los assay. So uh, the Imre Moshe suggests that the yisur makif is different than other yisurim. That the yisur makif is really talui on the nikif. And even Rav Huna holds that you're not allowed to be makif a katan. That's only because it, it, it is an yisur. It's just that he's not a bar yet. So that's a violation of los achilim that you're not allowed to provide an yisur to someone who is. Uh, even to someone who's not yet a bar chiyuva. But when the person is totally mufka from, uh, from an iser, then there's not going to be an iser on the, uh, on the makif either. Anyway, so, so far all we did is we had one brisa. So one brisa tells us the extra word rosha, when it talks about giluach mitzorah, is there to teach me the general principle of asay doch alos asay. But then we have another brisa. Rosha, matam why does the pasuk say 
Rosho when it comes to Mitzorah, Levi Shenemar Gabe Nazir, because it says about a Nazir during his Nazirus, that Tarlo Yavar al Rosho, so Yachalaf Nazir Mitzorah. So you might think that even a Nazir that became a Mitzorah and is now cured from his Tsaras and he's still in his Nazirus, that Cain, he should have the same din that he's not allowed to, he's not allowed to be Mavir Tar al Rosho, Tamaloma Rosho. That's why he tells me Rosho, tell me that even though a Nazir has an Isser of Tarlo Yavar al Rosho, and he has a mitzvah of Gadel Peresa'ar Rosho. If he becomes a mitzvah, he could be Megaleach all of his hair, including Sa'ar Rosho, because the assay of Giluach Mitzvah is Docha the Isra Losase, Vase, Shebenazir. That even though a Nazir has both a losase and an ase, the uh, the 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 uh, the, the din of teglachas uh, mitzora, the ase of teglachas mitzora is docha both the losase ve and that's what we learn from the word rosho. How could it be that teglachas mitzora is docha the iser of Nazir? Nazir once he's megaleach uh, one hair, he's already uh, in violation of nisra malchus mitzora. The teglachas is only makuyam at the very end. So that's a kasha that the uh, that the uh, uh, deal with the the uh, the deal with okay but the, the Gemara assumes that the reason the Brisa says Rosho teaches me I say Docholosa say and the second Brisa teaches me that, that that no Rosho says I say is Docholosa say ve I say Shabbenazir is because maybe they're arguing um, the, uh, whether a kafas called Rosh Shema Kafa meaning if a person just does is not a Nazir Mitzori he's just a regular Mitzora and he does Teglachas Kolarosh is he in violation of anything do I need a pasuk of Rosho to tell me that you're allowed to do that? Of course you're allowed to do that. He's doing a kavos kolarosh. So uh, that's the machlokas. My love, tanoihi. Leman diyamar min nazir the of the second b'risa that learns from Rosho that it's docha the lava and asay of a nazir kasavar kavos kolarosh lo shma kafa holds that I don't need the pasuk Rosho to tell me that a regular mitzvah is allowed to shave his head. Of course he's allowed to shave his head. It's a kavos kolarosh. A kavos kolarosh is not a problem at all. So what's the word Rosho teach me? Oh, that asay is docha lo asay ve'asay shabin nazir. It's telling me to be docha that the say of Mitzvah is docha the losay ve'asay of a nazir. The idoch and the tana of the initial brisa that says that no, the word rosha just teaches me the basic. I say docha losay for a regular Mitzvah because savar kavas kol rosh ma He holds that shaving your entire head is a violation of a kavas rosh. So I need a pasuk to tell me that even a Mitzvah is allowed to do that. So when the Pasuk is coming to tell me that the Asay of Teglachs Masora is Docha something, Lav Greda, it's coming to tell me just the very basic, that it's Docha the love of Hakafas uh, of Akavas Kalarosh, which is a lav. That's a violation of uh, of Losakifu Pas Roshchem. So now the Gemara suggests, so that's the Gemara's suggestion, that these two Brises are really arguing about Akavas Kalarosh. So the Gemara says, no, there's uh, another possibility of what they're arguing about. Amarava, it could be that the Brises are not arguing about that at all. The Kuli Alma, Akavas Kalarosh, Loshma Akava. It could be that everyone agrees that Akavas Kalarosh is not a violation of cutting off one's, uh, one's pace. And even according to the the first price there's no real need to teach me that a Mitzorah is allowed to be Megaleach his entire head all at once. The Chiyasa Crow, when the Pasuk tells me Rosho to, to uh, allow a Mitzorah to shave his head, that's talking about where he first cuts off his payas and then he's Megaleach the rest of his hair. So there's a Tzad to say that since he could have been Megaleach the rest of his hair first and uh, not violated the love, he should not be Megaleach his payas first and then go 
spilled onto the rest of his hair. So So we learn from uh, from the word uh, Rosho that if he's megaleach his entire head bebasachas, it would not be a violation because there's no isra of a kavas kolarosh. So even if he chooses to do it in a way where he first cuts off his payas and is only then megaleach the rest of his hair, that's also okay. That's what the word Rosho is teaching me. Meaning, uh, in general, anybody, even not a mitzvah, just decides to shave his entire head, that would be fine. But uh, uh, over here, the Chiddush by Mitzorah is that if he wants, he can cut off his payas first and then cut off all the rest of the hair on his head. And, and even that's okay. That's what the word Rosho is teaching me. Says Gemara, Is it possible? Is it even logical that that's what the Torah would be teaching me? That you have the option of doing a kavas kolorosh, which would not be a problem at all. And instead you choose to cut your pace first. That that's okay? I have a word, Rosho, the Pasuk, telling me that you're allowed to willingly choose to do something in a way which violates an Isser uh, rather than do it in a way which doesn't violate an Isser? Avam Reish Lakish, doesn't Reish Lakish teach me a fundamental principle? Kol makam shatamotze, asseh velosaseh. Anytime a mitzvah saseh is going to cause you to violate a losaseh, imatiyach alakayim ashneim, if you're able to, uh, to, 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 to walk that fine line where you're able to be makayim yaseh, Without violating the laws, I say, Mutav, then you got to do that. Vimlav, it's only if you don't have the ability. It's only if you, there's no possible way to fulfill the assay without violating the love. Then So that's the general uh, uh, direction that the Torah is sending us in, that you, you always have to try to fulfill all of the chiyuvim. Is it logical to assume that the limud of Rosho by Yenazir is telling me, yeah, but if, uh, by Mitzorah is telling me that, ah, oh, don't worry, if you're a Mitzorah, you could just uh, forget about it and violate the Yisra of HaKafas uh, without thinking about how to uh, do the Teglachas Mitzorah without violating HaKafas It's not logical that that's what the Torah would tell me. There is a machlokas uh, achronim whether the klal of Reish Lakish is a dindar raisa. Right? Reish Lakish gives the klal that a say is only dochalosa say when it's e efshal lekayim shneihem. But if it's efshal lekayim shneihem, we do not apply the principle of a say dochalosa. Is that a din midar abanan or is that a din midar raisa? So uh, the maloa roim. Uh, is is mochiach from a tosos and pesachim that min haTorah say is docholos say even when you could have uh, walked that line and not violated both of them uh, and not violated the los say and the din of reish is only midrabanan but min haTorah it would work uh, even if it's uh, if it's efshal lekayim shneim you would still say say docholos say the beis yosef in hilchos tzitzis in simin yiralov says no this is a din mida oraisa and that's what it sounds like from the from the our gemara because our gemara says, Is it possible that the Torah is allowing this? Meaning, uh, according to the Malawi Rahim in uh, understanding of Tosos, yeah, the Torah does allow it. The Torah allows. I say, I say, even when you could have been Mekai in both of them. It's only a Din Midrabanan. So our Gemara seems to be a strong Raya in uh, in that direction. It seems to be a strong Raya that Reish Lakish's Din is in fact a Din Raisa. So says the Gemara, okay, maybe there's another way to explain the Machlokas between the two Brises that we started with. So again, we have two brises that each learn something different from the extra word rosho by giluach of a mitzorah. The first brisa learned that I say docholos I say. The second brisa said, no, it's talking about a mitzorah who's a nazir and it's teaching me that an I say is even docha los I say ve I say. 
So he said, what could they possibly be arguing about? So the first possible suggestion was, they're arguing about whether Akafas Kalarosh is Shema Akafa or Lo Shema Akafa. Um, then the Gemara said, no, everyone agrees. The second possibility was that everyone agrees Akafas Kalarosh is not a violation. And uh, the, what the Bryce is uh, telling me, the first Bryce is telling me, is that you don't even have to think about it, that you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to violate the Lo Sase um, uh, if you want to. Since you could do Akafas Kalarosh, Without violating the law, say you could also do a violation of cutting off the payas first, but we rejected that. So now says Gemara, third possibility: El Dukuli Alma Kafas Kalarosh Shmahakafa. Maybe both prices agree. They are not allowed to shave your entire head, and if you do, that's a violation of a kafas harosh. Uman demokim lekral mitchilosa sevasei. The tan of the second brisa that, uh, that that says that the pasuk is teaching me that the the giluach of mitzora is docha both the losa say and nasei of a nazir lav greda minale. How's he going to know the fundamental principle of asei docha losa say? How does he learn from uh, from rosho that nasei is docha a lav vi- First, you have to get to point uh, to, to step one. Step one is that uh, an assay is docha just a regular los assay. Where does he learn that from? So Yalif, he learns that migidilim. He learns it from the parsha of tzitzis. The shatnis. The pasuk says you're not allowed to wear shatnis. And the very next pasuk says gidilim tasalucha al arba kanfos ksuscha that uh, you should put on tzitzis on the four corners of your beged. Vitanya, we have a bright that says why are these uh, two psukim samach uh, to each other? Why why uh, and it's in Mishnah Torah where you're allowed to darshan smuchin. So why is it that uh, that these two psukim are juxtaposed with each other? Lo silba shatnis. It says you're not allowed to have shatnis. Hagedilim tasalichamehem. But you're allowed to make tzitzis out of shatnis, out of semer and pishon together. So from there you see that an asay is docha olos asay, and therefore rosho is extra. The word rosho by tiglachs mitzvah is extra to tell me that an asay is docha olos asay vit asay. So ask more uman de nafkale me rosho. My time alone nafkale me gedilim. Wow, so we now have two very good sources for Asay Dochalos Asay. So the one who uses the first price that uses Rosho to teach me the general principle of Asay Dochalos Asay, why doesn't he use the Parsha of Tzitzis? It seems like a pretty good source that, uh, that you could uh, do the mitzvah of Tzitzis even at the expense of the Isser of Shatnis. So Amalach, the Tana will tell you that this smichus teaches me something else. He's going to darshan it like Rava, who learns that in order to put uh, tzemer or pishtim on a beged, uh, there is a, uh, meaning when you put tzemer or pishtim strings on a beged, there is an advantage to using such strings as opposed to uh, cotton strings, for example. The Rava Rami, because Rava asks the stira in the drushes between two psukim. Ksiv, in Nasrnal Tzitzis, Hakanov, it says, and the word hakanaf is extra, so uh, because you know exactly where you're supposed to put the tzitzis, because the pasuk already said va'asulam tzitzis al kanfe bigdayem. So why does it then have to say v'nasmal tzitzis? Hakanaf, Hakanaf is extra, so it must be that it's teaching me that the strings of tzitzis need to be min kanaf, that they need to be the same min as the corner of the beged. So a uh, beged that's uh, meshi, you should put uh, strings that are meshi. A beged that's cotton, you should put strings that are cotton. A beged that's wool, you should put strings that are wool. You should do whatever is the min kanaf. There is a machlok sachronim, according to the drush of Rava, is it, what does min kanaf mean? The same min as the corner of the beged or the same 
came in as the rove of the beged. Meaning, what if you have a whole beged made of one material, but on the corners, that extra little piece of material that they put so that the tzitzit shouldn't rip through it, on the corners, there's some uh, some other material. So the Nitziv in Meshav Davar says it has to be min hakanaf. So if you have a talus that's fundamentally tzemer, that's largely tzemer, but the kanaf is meshi, so then you could use uh, strings of meshi. But a talus of, uh, of, of beged and the, and, the, and the kanaf is ar, um, where we don't have a miut of uh, min kanaf because there is no din of tzitzis by a beged ar, then kol minichutim are going to be kosher, because there is no min kanaf, because the talus is chayiv in tzitzis, but the corner, uh, you know, there's no din of tzitzis at all on a beged made out of leather, so the corner we, we would be able to ignore. But generally speaking, min akonaf means the same min of the corner of the beged. Rav Moshe, in Orchaim Chedekal of Simon Beis, in the very second Shuvah, in, in Igus Moshe, writes like the, that, that, the other way, that uh, the Gedilim are supposed to be the min of the Iker HaBeged, that if the beged is primarily a wool beged, I don't care what the corners are made out of, then you should have wool tzitzis. But bottom line is that we have this one drasha of min akonaf, then we might have the words psil tcheles over here, the Bach takes them out, puts them back in, whatever the, the words psil tcheles Let's just tell me that the tchelas have to be tzemer, so uh, because there's no other way to make tchelas. Uksiv. And on the other end, you have another drasha where the pasuk tells me you're not supposed to have shatnis tzemer upishtim yachtov, and then right away it follows up with gedilim ta'asilcha. So we darshan the smichas to tell me that the gedilim that the Torah tells you that you should put on your tzitzis should dafka be made out of tzemer upishtim. That regardless of what the material of the beged is, the strings that you put on the beged should be tzemer upishtim. Well, haketzad, isn't that a stira? First, we have the pasuk that tells me min hakanaf that the, what material should I use for the strings of Tzitzis, and, and, and the Pasuk uh, teaches what, whatever material you have for the Beged. And then I have a Smich Sapsukim that tells me what strings should you use for Tzitzis, uh, wool or linen. Only wool or linen. So which is it? So uh, when you have wool or linen strings, you're always good. Wool strings or linen strings are the universal uh, appliers. You can apply those to any type of beged, but sharminin, uh, if you have other types of strings, biminon potrin, they will only work for a beged of their same min, shalom bimininon potrin. If you have the strings made out of cotton, it will only work for a cotton beged. It will not work for a beged that is not cotton, and all of these are dinim daraisa. So this Gemara clearly seems to be assuming, Beiselsif points out, that the chiv tzitzis on shar begadim is a, uh, other than some repishim, is a chiv daraisa. Right? That is a fundamental machlokas we've shown him. Uh, is a cotton beggar even chayv and sits at all midaraisa? The way the Gemara is making this drasha, it sounds like it, because we have a pasuk to tell me that when can I use cotton strings when it's a cotton beggar? A pasuk, a cotton beggar doesn't even need sits on the rice level. Elamai does. It's a machlokus Rishonim, it's a machlokus Machaber Ramah in Shulchanaruch. The Mechaber holds that a cotton baguette, I'm saying cotton meaning anything that's not Semer Pishtim, is only Chayiv and Sitzis Midrabanan, but Midaraisa only at Semer Pishtim baguette is Chayiv and Sitzis, and the Ramah Paskins, Ashkenazim Paskin, that any uh, any type of baguette, even a cotton baguette, is Chayiv Midaraisa. That's why some people are Machmir to only wear wool Sitzis, but that's an unusual Chumrah for an Ashkenazi, because, I mean, it's a Chumrah, it's not a, it's not, meaning it's, it's, it's a Chumrah anyway, because you're being Machmir to fulfill the Daraisa, even though you could fulfill the Rabbanon also, meaning you have, uh, you have a baguette of uh, cotton, so even according to the Mechaber, you're fulfilling a mitzvah mit Rabbanon. So you're being machmir to Dafka try to fulfill the Daraisa, but according to Ashkenazim, it's a Daraisa anyway. So that's why it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Chumrah that uh, some people have. They say the Gra, Dafka wore a, a, wore a cotton talus cotton, Chaim Kanievsky also wore a, a cotton talus cotton. 
because he was going to fulfill the mitzvah Darais anyway with his talus. The talus is tzemer, so he wanted to also fulfill the mitzvah Darabanan according to those shitos that it's a, that it's a Darabanan. Okay, but uh, that, that, that's, that, that's how we reconcile these two drashos. So the Gemara explains, the tana that uses rosho by Mitzora to tell me that I say is Dochalosa say, Dasi Ase Vidachisosa say Vase Minalan. How does that Tana know the 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 next step, which is that an Asay is even Docha Alosa say Vase? So Nafkale Mizukano. He derives that from the word Zikano that it that it, that the Torah says by Mitzora. Titania, because it says in the Bryce when it darshans the Pasuk, Zikano, Matamalomra, why does it have to say Zikano already says that he has to shave off all of his hair? Lufishanamar, because there is a Pasuk in the Torah that tells us by Kohan I might think that just like a Kohen has an Isra of Pasukonim Loi Galechu, that a Kohen who's a Mitzorah that just got healed also has that Isr, and the Pasuk of Igalech is called Sa'aro, is all other hair besides for Pa'asakonam, Tablom is a Kano, that's why it says a Kano, to tell me that a Kohen who has a low Sa'asay of Pa'asakonam Loi Galechu, and an assay of Kedoshim Yiyu, when he's a Mitzorah, the Chiyuv assay of a Mitzorah being Megalech, is Docha both that Los Asay Vase. So Rosha teaches me just the general principle of Asay Docha Los Asay. Zikano teaches me that an assay is Docha, a Los Asay Vase. So Uman Demapakle Rosha Lasay Velos Asay, so Lelef Mi Zikano, the one who uses Rosha to tell me that Asay is Docha Los Asay Vase, why doesn't he learn it from Zikano? Why can't Zikano? Teach me that an assay is docha los assay vasay. So it says, according to your kasha that you can learn from Zakano about a Kohen, that an assay of Mitzorah is docha, the lav, and the assay of a Nazir. So the Kaimul and the Alma, that which we generally have in Kala Tarakula, that's not really a rule in Kalatarakula. The rule in Kalatarakula is that an assay is not docha, a combination of a los assay vasay. Leilif mi kohen, didachi. Why don't we learn from, an, from, from a kohen uh, that, uh, that it is docha? Um, so, ella mi kohen lo But we can't learn from a kohen. Why can't we learn from a kohen? Because mal kohen, just like uh, by a kohen, there's this particular reason that uh, the lav and assay of uh, his shaving his beard is nidche shekein lav shein hashav bakol because his lav say is not a lav is not a lav it's only for kohanim it's only for anashim women are not musar in it and benos kohanim even benos kohanim are not musar in it and therefore it's a more it's a lighter uh, iser so an assay that's shava bakol is going to be docha losa sevasei shein hashav bakol but an assay that's shava bakol is not going to be docha losa sevasei that's also Shavabakal, why is it that an assay is not docha alos assay in general? So some understand just mitzad the assay, that one assay has no uh, advantage over the other assay, right? My only dahay assay, mahay assay. Meaning, I, I understand that an assay is docha alos assay, but you're still left with the other assay. So uh, why should one assay be docha another assay? The other possibility is mitzad the lav, that, uh, that even though assay is docha alos assay, but when a los assay has an assay that teams up with it, that makes it a stronger losase. It makes it a stronger love. It's a reflection of the chumras yisr. So nasei is docha a regular losase, but nasei is not going to be docha a losase that's beefed up by a, by an assay that teams up with it. So nafkamina is now. That's how Tosin Kedushin writes. Nafkamina would be um, would you get malchus? Meaning, let's say uh, ain't nasei docha losase vasei. Well, let's say you made the wrong call. 
you decided uh, that you're going to take the essay it's going to be docha the los essay vase. So is it actually docha the love? Do you get malchus for the love? If you say like the first side, yeah, it is docha the love. It's just that you're left with a violation of the essay on the other side. But if you say like the second svara, no, it's never even docha the love because the love is beefed up by the essay that joins it. So it's a violation of the love if you make the wrong decision. So so nazir mikoi nami lo yalif says gemara for that same reason of enu shava bekol you can't learn a nazir from a kohen. Uh, to be docha the lav and asay of a nazir shekain lav sheinu shav bakal because uh, there's a certain kula by kuhuna that it's a lav sheinu shav bakal whereas isuri nazir are shavu lakal because uh, isuri nazir apply to men and to women uman demokam lahay rosho benazir the the one who says that rosho applies uh, the 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 title of the second brisa who says that the word rosho teaches me to glachas mitzora is docha the lav and asay of a nazir lamali zikano why do I need the word zikano for the dechias lavase of a kohen. Why can't I learn kohen from nazir? So the Gemara answers me You need the drush of zikano for a different teaching for the following brisa. Why does it mention Giluach separately? It already says Yigalech is called Sa'aro and Zakano is included. So why does it, Zakano, Matamalomer, why does it have to mention Zakano separately? Because the Pasuk says, You might think that even a Kohen Mitzora cannot be Megaleach his beard. And the Pasuk of Yigalech is called Sa'aro means all the rest of his hair. That's why it says Zakano separately to tell me that even a Kohen who has Tsaras is not allowed. Is is, 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 is is obligated to shave his beard. How do I know that he should do so with a razor? Because we have another brisa that explains the dinam of Giluach Zakan, where it says that it says by Kohanim, you might think that uh, even if he's Megaleach, his beard with scissors, which don't really cut it all the way at the root, that that's also a violation of Giluach. That's why the Pasuk says, it says, Tashkis, we're talking about any Israel. He's not allowed to be mashkis pasukanecha. So lashon of ashkasa is it implies that you leave nothing left of the hair of the hair. So the Gemara in Kedushin of Lamed has gzeru shava that it says by Israel pasukanecha and it says by a kohen pasukanam. So just like by Israel, the Yisra is only bahashkasa by kohanim. Also, the Yisra is only when you do it derech hashkasa. But giluach misparayim, which is not mashkis the sayer at the root, uh, would not be included. Ilo well, the Yisra is not to be mashkis. You might think that if you remove it with a plane or a tweezer, because that's mashkis. No, it has to have both qualifications. It has to be a maisa giluach, so tweezing is not a maisa giluach, and it has to be ashchasa, and scissors are not ashchasa. The only thing that you fulfill that with is a tar. So since a kano teaches me that the assay of teglachas mitzvah is docha, the lav and the assay of a kohen, so we see from there that the mitzvah of teglachas of mitzvah is only with a razor, because if it would have been kosher with a scissor or with a tweezer, why would it be docha, the lav and the assay of a kohen? You could be mekayim beheter using those kalim, because anytime you could be mekayim eshnehem, you're not going to say assay docha los assay. So it must be that the 
the mitzvah is dafka betar, and therefore uh, the, uh, there's no uh, possible way to do it without being docha, the other isurim. So since the din of tar is derived from the word zikano, um, it's coming, it's, it's derived only because the word zikano comes to teach me the dechia of the lav and the asya of a kohen, so that's why the Tana doesn't mention that we can learn this dechia from uh, Nazir. So man demapakle the high rosho the lav greda, but if you use rosho just to tell me, ase dochalos ase, why do I need both the word Rosho and the word Zakano? So, Well, I have two drushes, one to tell me one to tell me I don't know which one is to teach me what, so so I can learn both of the Limudim from both of those drushes. So, uh, so I'm sorry, so the Gemara was, was, was asking, so why do I need Rosho to tell me the Isra, to be Docha the Isra of Akafa? So the Gemara says, no, I need both Psukim. I can't learn both things from one Reboy because the, for the Dechias, Lava Asay of a Kohen, you cannot learn from a Nazir, because a Nazir is more Kal because you can always be Shoalan in the Zeros. And Nazir mi Kohen lo Yalif, Shekin Lav of Bakal. And I can't learn Nazir from a Kohen because the Kohen's Isra is a lav she'enu shava bakal, whereas a nazir's iser is shava bakal, because a nazir applies equally to men and women. And that's why we can't learn from a kohen and nazir that a nasei is going to be docha a lav ve'asei in the rest of kala tarukula mishum dikel mifra kadamran, because we could ask like we set up until now, that by a nazir it has its own kula, that it's yashram b'she'ela, and by a kohen it has its own kula, that it's enu shava bakal, so it's dafka by a nazir, and by a kohen that we say, a nasei is docha losa say but in the rest of Kalatarukula, Eina say Dochalosa say Veasay. Okay, but tomorrow we'll begin the discussion of Loyil Bashkever Simlas Isha. Have a great day, everyone.